0: and welcome to Education Matters, the official voice of the youth. Education Matters is sponsored by MeU Radio Athens. Check us out at MeURadioAthens.com and the Clark County School District, Better Together. Today in the studio, you have McKenna Mincy and I am joined by my co-host. Samaya Stone.
1: Kalik Smith.
0: And today we have a new co-host, so I'm going to let her introduce herself very quickly.
2: Well, my name is Destiny Walker, and I am in the sixth grade at Bernie Harris Lines Middle School.
0: Thank you so much, Destiny. We are so glad to have you. And today on the show, we have Miss Laura Smothers, who is going to get into a variety of things, but most specifically, her plans to start her own school. Yes, her own school. But before we get into that conversation, we are going to have our words to grow on. If you are too busy to laugh then you are too busy. And it is a proverb. No relation. But all right, let's just get right into it. Miss um, Smothers, can you just introduce yourself to our audience, give them your background, all of that?
3: Sure. Hey, everybody. I'm Laura Smothers. I have lived here in Athens for 12 years. I moved here to go to grad school at UGA. I got my master's in gifted education I ran a homeschool learning center called Freedom to Grow for seven years. Um, I've done lots of different things in the city, but what I'm about to do right now is the biggest thing yet. I'm going to launch the Joy Village School, which is a school that centers the joy and thriving of black youth. It's for kindergarten through eighth grade, and it's going to launch next fall. So I'm really, really excited about that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, I just want to ask a few questions about... um The other program that you ran, um, can you, Freedom to Grow, what was that like for you?
3: Okay, so some people have referred to Freedom to Grow Unschool as a cross between Miss Frizzle's classroom, uh, a special ed program, and a nature connection program. (laughs) So if you can just imagine um, a 3,000 square foot warehouse out in Hull, Georgia, on the other side of the railroad tracks that we transformed into a fun house. So there were couches everywhere, snuggle spaces, an art center. We had a punching bag, a trampoline, a huge library with 5,000 books, and then 20 acres of woods outside. So our kids were always active, always playing. Everything we did was play-based. And the biggest kicker was that the kids helped us choose what to learn. So they would vote on a unit topic be it Japan or family heritage, or one time they even voted for candy. <laughs> and we, our staff, would then figure out, okay, how do we incorporate language arts, math, science, social studies into this topic that they're interested in and then differentiate it for kindergarten through sixth grade. So it required um, every skill that I have <laughs> as a as a teacher, a leader um, um an entertainer, frankly. So we had so much fun during those years.
0: Do you think that that has helped to grow you to the point of now wanting to start Joy Village School here in Athens?
3: Oh, absolutely. So it's um, it's really interesting running a small school because I did everything from recruitment, marketing, curriculum design, field trip design. Um, you know, I also did facility maintenance and bus maintenance. And I clean the toilet myself. Like the whole thing was me and my crew, right? So I really had my hand in every aspect of of all of it, the accounting, all of it. So I really uh, sort of proved to myself that I could do all of those things. And now that I'm looking at this new project, having that experience under my belt really helps me feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Now I just want to really focus all of that effort on the black community. Um, What I've witnessed just over the last several years in particular is that black families are really looking for something different for their children. A lot of the systems and schools that we have in place now are, are just not designed with them at the forefront right um that's that's why we use the word marginalization (laughs) um and it's just things like them being over disciplined because their behavior is misunderstood right or not being able to learn their own history and heritage in the classroom in the ways that they should be able to not feeling like they can connect with their teacher all the time because they're coming from a different cultural background so um i've seen that impact families enough at this point that I'm like, okay, I have this skill set. I see this problem. There's no reason why we can't create something different for our community.
0: And have you seen this, well, the idea that you're describing, Mm -hmm. have you seen that grow over your time in Athens? I know that you said that you've been here for 12 years um, and you speak from what sounds like a person who works in the community. So has that been something that was built upon or was there a certain situation that really was your exigence?
3: Okay. So I've had tons of conversations, as I said, with parents, with students, with educators, Black educators who feel like, you know, I can't really do my thing in the space where I'm working. But I did have one experience in particular with one student that was sort of like the, the feather that broke the camel's back. What is that phrase? It was like that, <laughs> that moment where um, I had this student that I was teaching in a predominantly white school here in town. And in that classroom, this student was very reserved, um, kept their head down, was sort of in the back of the room, didn't say much, was just was just sort of faded into the background in that environment. Then I saw the same student in a different situation in Athens where they were making a presentation and they were having to greet like this huge group of people and, and they were a totally different person, <laughs> like very outgoing, really um, congenial and just work in the room. And I said, oh, wow, that's, that's what this child is really like. That other space was not allowing them to be themselves. And that really hit home with me because when I was growing up, I was the only black student in my grade from fifth grade all the way to 12th grade.
2: Oh, wow.
0: So
3: I lived that experience. And I remember what it was like trying to figure out how do I fit in here? Can I be myself? And seeing that play out again in the city where I now live, i was just like, oh, no, I I, I can do something about this and I, I can do something to prevent other children from having the same hurtful experience that I did.
4: So this school that you are um, planning on making is like for bettering Black students and children so they can be themselves around people
3: that are like them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's tons of research that shows that if you give Black youth, any youth, a strong sense of cultural identity when they're really young, that they will thrive in all sorts of ways. It'll make them uh, resilient in the face of uh, racial trauma in the future. And so I've come to believe that's a really important foundation to give kids to help them learn about their history and their heritage. And at the Joy Village School, we're going to have a curriculum emphasis on African American studies for every student. And uh, we'll do that in the morning along with uh, math and language arts. And then in the afterno- afternoon, I want to offer just a smorgasbord of electives. Um, there's another school that I love up in the mountains in North Carolina, and they do something similar where it's like focused academics in the morning. And then it's basically like summer camp in the afternoon where kids get to do all sorts of things. That's kind of what I'm chasing in my mind is, is having kids be able to do step team and athletics and steam lab and poetry and drama and all that good stuff in the afternoon and have community leaders come in and assist with leading those activities.
4: Since you want to do like a school thing in the morning and summer camp type of thing in the afternoon, how long would you say you want your school hours to be?
3: I uh, have a pretty strong take on the fact that school should start later than it does. I like the Why? Why are the babies up before the sun? I Explain (laughs) it to me. And why do their parents have to then get up and and assist them with getting out the door? That's that's coming from a mom of two very young children. So uh, my school is going to go from nine to three, old school, old school hours. (laughs) And it's going to be for kindergarten through eighth grade. So I think that's uh, developmentally appropriate for that age group.
0: Yes. And um, even with that, um, what what is? Hold on. Take your time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, will there be any standard requirements, or is this just uh, you enroll or public format? Like, yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. We'll follow you know the same standards that you would for those content areas um, of math, language arts. Um, it. I'm in the process of researching different African American studies curriculum standards, because as you might guess, there not many schools do this. So I'm, I've am i had to look around the region to find where are people that are even teaching this to elementary school students, which is um, just sad because every elementary school child in America should have the opportunity to learn this.
0: You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because just recently in Texas, um, a lot of that stuff was taken out mm-hmm. of their curriculum especially at at the elementary school level so I just
3: yeah it's it's a hot topic you know people uh get nervous I don't know when we start talking about how how great we are (laughs) like I don't I don't get it but um yeah there needs to be a place where that's not taboo where that is why we came and why we're here
4: so you feel like like learning the history, that'll be one of like, the main factors within your school when oh, you're teaching.
3: absolutely. Absolutely. And what I've been doing so far is hosting pop-up schools on Saturdays called Black History Adventures. And I've been gathering families at different locations of h- historical significance to the Black community here in Athens and just learning the history of that place. So we've been to Gospel Pilgrim Cemetery. We've been to the historic Restreet Street School Building. Um, most recently we went to Brooklyn cemetery. We went to the Morton theater and just learning that history from some of our elders and community leaders who know the most about it has been so rich. And that's the kind of experience that I want these students to have.
1: So I would like to ask a question. Mm -hmm. Um, what are your plans as far as student numbers and sizes, um, between the different grade levels
3: yeah so honestly I would like this to be a several hundred student school and the the biggest barrier (laughs) between where I am now and getting to that is just finding the right location Um, it's really easy to find a little small space to tuck a school into I was just joking with my husband the other night he's like I could I could really start a school in this room. I I could, I could make a school anywhere, but because of the size of the impact that I want to have, it's going to require special space. So, um, if anybody listening has a building that can fit about 200 people that you would like to just donate, uh, to Joy Village, hit me up.
4: (laughs) Um, do you, do you think you're going to have like a certain amount of teachers for each grade level Mm -hmm. to where it's like, When I guess when you get to the middle school level, like 6th, 7th, and 8th, are they going to go to multiple teachers or are they going to stay with one teacher and go through the different subjects throughout the day?
3: Yeah, good question. So I'll start with the last part of your question. For middle school, I envision having one content area teacher for each (laughs) subject and then just having the different grade levels rotate through those four people. Um, And then for the younger grades, I really would love to have Three classes of around twelve kids. Um, I'm really passionate about having small class size, and in an ideal world, I would work with a, a group of no more than six students. But uh, you know, hiring a whole bunch of teachers is expensive. So, anyways, my aim would be twelve to fifteen kids per class. Yes, um, all
0: for that because we do have an issue with like getting too many kids in, one teacher, it's a problem. And we're gonna get far more into detail when we come back off of this break and we'll see you guys after.
5: I am Sernona Thomas and I have the privilege of serving as the superintendent of the Clark County School District. I am a proud graduate of our school system and the University of Georgia. I have focused my entire career on educating and supporting students and families. My job is to ensure that our graduates are in a position to succeed, that they are ready to lead, to become agents of change, and to positively impact our communities. In order for this to happen, Clark County School District must be a high-performing district that opens the doors of opportunity for every child. We must work outside of conventional boundaries and have the courage to apply unconventional practices that challenge the status quo. The Clark County School District commits to being the very best for every one of our students. They deserve nothing less. We can and we will be better together. Drug-Free Athens strengthens our community by reducing substance use among youth.
4: Drug-Free Athens engages teens who want to spread the
2: word about the importance of living healthy.
6: Drug-Free Athens offers substance abuse prevention
0: education for students in grades 6 through 12. Drug-Free Athens gives parents information on how substances impact their child's brain and where to find treatment options.
2: Drug-Free Athens makes our community a much better place to live and raise children. For more information about Drug-Free Athens, visit DrugFreeAthens.org. Coffee drinkers, I need your help. I'm just a
6: young kid trying to grow up to be the best I can be. And you can help me reach that goal by purchasing a bag of Create Coffee from Education Matters. Create Coffee is a special blend of coffee made by Jittery Joe's that Education Matters sells to raise funds for our youth serving program. The proceeds help me learn the value of being educated, how to be a good employee, and build my self confidence. Those life skills will go a long way in helping this little boy become a good man. A 12 ounce bag only costs ten dollars and twenty five cents. I think that's a small price to pay to help a child become all they can be. To order, call seven zero six. 850 2626, or email education matters1470 at gmail.com, or to create copies from Education Matters today to support our nonprofit organization and help save a little boy like me. What kind of
4: help does the IRS have for identity theft victims?
1: If you suspect you're a victim of tax related identity theft, Go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn how to prevent potential refund fraud and protect your tax account. At the IRS, combating tax-related identity theft is a top priority, and we are committed to prevention, detection, and assisting victims. And we're working with law enforcement to catch the criminals. For more info, go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn what the IRS is doing to help protect you.
0: Welcome back to Education Matters. You are still here with McKenna Mincy. Samaya Stone. Khalid Smith. Destiny Walker, and we are still here with Ms. Laura Smothers getting into all the details of the Joy Village School. But before we get back into that conversation, we're going to have our Word of the Week by Samaya. Thank you. The Word of the Week for this week is verbose.
4: Verbose is containing more words than necessary or wordy. It used in a sentence is guarded by dozens of heavily armed police and the typically verbose crowd had to keep their remarks to just five minutes. And that has been your word of the week.
0: Furbose. I like that. (laughs) But um, as we were kind of as we were going on our break, you brought up trying to find a location. Um, How has that experience been for you so far?
3: Okay, so it's been um, challenging only because what I want is so specific. Right. I'm talking about creating a space where. Black youth are free and liberated to be themselves. Um, and that's going to have to be a safe space, which means that, um, you know, the owner of the property is going to have to have an appreciation for what we're trying to do. And um, that's that's tricky. So my dream location would actually be one of the buildings that originally housed uh a black school here in Athens and there are several still standing. A lot of them are highly contested properties. <laughs> um but yeah, I've got I've got I've got a short list of those cuz I just think it would be so cool to be in the exact place where people like, you know, HB Stroud and like Professor Samuel Harris and all these folks from yesteryear like, did their thing and to be, like, physically standing in their legacy. I think that would be really powerful. I
6: agree.
4: Okay. Going back to when we were talking about, like, what you wanted in your school, I want to know what are the core requirements about the curriculum at your school? Uh, Repeat the question. What are your core requirements for for curriculum at your school?
3: Yeah, so all the kids will be required to do, um, like, really – typical activities with math, language arts, and African-American studies. And then where we're going to get more creative is with the elective classes that I was describing. And I really want those to be as diverse as the interests of the students and the staff that we have present. So, you know, like I imagine I'm a Zumba instructor on the side. So I imagine <laughs> having like a dance elective, you know, Zumba yeah. elective and just whatever, whatever brings the kids to life. Like that's the point is, is. Is going to be a place where Black joy lives.
2: Oh,
0: um, this is kind of relating to that. Is there going to be any focus on athletics? Because I know that athletics has a really like huge focus in our public schools. Yeah. But for there, you know, will there still be that focus or will it be a little bit different?
3: Maybe, maybe in the long term, you know, that's a... Um, the diversion of funds that, to get programs like that up and running. And my main focus is just to offer um, this type of education, right? First. But then maybe eventually you'll see us out there rocking our little um <laughs> my my <laughs> husband came up with our mascot the other night. He said we could be called the Ida B's. Okay. Mm-hmm. For Ida B wells. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna oh. tell y'all a little story, okay? It's story time with Loris Mothers. <laughs> so in 1892. Ida B. Wells was an anti-lynching activist who wrote, um, she wrote these newsletters to report to the whole country what was happening in the South with uh, these awful lynchings. She lived in Memphis at the time, and a close friend of hers was lynched. And she, she wrote this letter, and it was specifically to Black Memphians. And she basically said, y'all, we don't, we don't have to stay here. Like, we don't have to live here. These people are not trying to defend our lives. They're not trying to give us justice and it's time to take our dollars elsewhere. And so after that 400 Black Memphians left the city, which to me is like mind blowing. You know, she was like she was like a Moses in her own right, you know? And I kind of see the Joy Village School providing that same sort of exit option for folks who would like to find something different um I love Ida B Wells she was like a really strong Christian activist woman so anyway the Ida B's that was his mascot idea I thought that was cute
4: I think I like it. I like it I do that's like fun. it that like with your the history to go along with it come like on. if someone were it to is. ever ask you where you got your mascot
3: from you have a whole history come fan. on mm-hmm. and the colors right. of, the, of the school are black and gold so oh, I that,
4: like oh that is just like the best
3: like it all connects
4: that's together that's so significant. well Yeah. Okay. Since we're talking about your school and your mascot, since we're still on that topic. Would you consider your school a private school or would you call it a public school?
3: Yeah, it'll it'll be legally organized as a private school. And I know there's a lot of um, like stigma around that. Like I grew up in a private school. So people always think of it as like, oh, that's the hoity toity, like, (laughs) you know, the uppity school. But the thing that's beautiful about Having that sort of legal organization, it just means you can do what you want. Um, there are a lot of um, ways that your hands are tied when you're part of the public school system. And to get things done, you have to you have to get a whole lot of people to agree with you. Um, and that can be cumbersome. So I, I'm excited by the idea of just having the, the agency that a private school provides.
0: And on that same type of topic, you were talking about having um, Joy Village be that exit, Mm -hmm. Um, similar to Ida B. Wells and her letters for have given black people that exit in Memphis. Um, What is your strategy when it comes to marketing directly to not only children, but also their parents to get them to want to be a part of that?
3: Oh, yeah. It's all about the parents. Um, So what I've been doing just over the last several months is talking to as many parents as possible. I've been hosting online um, info sessions uh, at night, like after work and um, just sharing my idea with as many people as possible. And more recently, I've, I've designed our website, which which should be launched by the time this airs. So, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> so you're going to be able to go to joyvillageschool.com and find all the information that you want about this project. And there'll even be an opportunity there to sign our wait list and, and actually get your baby name on the list. <laughs> so you'll be the first to be able to join. Is it a first
4: come first serve kind of thing for your school?
3: Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to. Yeah. You know, I who knows? Because of the location thing, you're like, who knows what our capacity will be? But if this idea inspires you at all, definitely come find that wait list and, and get your name on it so we can at least be in conversation and I can get to know you and tell you more about what I'm envisioning.
2: OK, so what would the cost be of your school and would there be any sponsorships?
3: Scholarships? Great question. Great question. OK, um, so I'm just going to tell you my budget right now is rough, but it looks like right now it'll be $6,000 a year, which is rock bottom for private schools in the area. It amounts to you know 500 dollars a month um, if you want to do it that way. But one thing I'm really excited about is starting up our use of the Georgia Goal Scholarship Program, which is a way that uh, community members can redirect their tax dollars that they would have paid to the state to our school's scholarship fund. And then we get to draw draw down those, sta- uh, those funds from the state, allowing people of all different socioeconomic levels to attend. And um, basically every private school in our area uses that program and it works really well. So my goal is definitely to, to make it as accessible as possible to everyone.
0: What is your response to people who will say, well, I want my child in a more diverse, Um environment. I want my child to be in a school environment that will reflect their environment when they are an adult. What do you say to those people? Good
3: question. (laughs) So, you know, we're just an option on the buffet. Okay, so you're not hearing me say, like, this is how all the schools should be. What you're hearing me say is my community has told me they need a different option. And at this option, it's black centric. Right. It's a place that's supposed to counter the predominant culture out there, which which really pushes our babies to the side and misunderstands them and, you know, overlooks them for gifted services and all of the things. Right. This is this is to counteract that. So. um, So, yeah, that's that's what the mission of the school is, is to be a safe space for black students and to center their needs. Um, So to those people, I would say, you know, there's there's so many options for you. (laughs) But if your baby is languishing in a school where their needs are not met because they are black, then come Mm on.
2: I like
0: that. And speaking of, I want to kind of get into what your brand is. And I don't (laughs) mean just logo, mascot, um, kind of like the message that you push, um, What People will be able to note you for. And I know like right now you have on this T-shirt that you also had on in your promo video. Um, (laughs) It says Joy Rebel. It has a lightning strike in the middle. And so I just want you to get all the way into it.
3: Yeah. itself. listen, that is my brand. Apparently, this is what people tell me, have told me about myself for years and years and years is that they just have this sense of joy when they're around me. And so I really bring that to my teaching style. And that's the teaching style that I want to infuse throughout the whole school, which is joy driven education. So in my mind, when you're working uh, with any child or any group of students, if you're not tapping into their sense of joy from the jump, then it's kind of a lost cause. Like if they're not excited to be there, if you're not uh, like sparking their curiosity or encouraging them to play and sing and dance and like make poetry and all the things that bring kids to life, like taking them outside, um, that that to me is, is step zero. That's the bedrock of what education should look like if we're expecting to, the child to, to value any of the information that we're about to discuss or like, you know, get into. So um, that it, it has a lot to do with the type of learning that I want to have happen. But it also speaks to your last question, which, you know, maybe, maybe some people are thinking of this as like reactionary or like, oh, you're just anti the other thing and it's like no 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 we what this is about is is highlighting our joy centering our joy like it's for the for the thriving of our youth um so that's that's what stays front and center for me as a person for me as a parent as a teacher and certainly as a school leader as well
4: so from my understanding you want everyone to know your brand or know you as, like, a joyful person that's trying to bring happiness all around.
3: Come on, yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. I want people to feel. Like, when they walk in this building, I I just envision it having this this buzz. Ooh, buzz. Getting back to the I to okay. B. <laughs> mm-hmm. just, yeah. just this energy. Like, I, I I imagine, like, you walk in and you hear, like, music and kids laughing and you're seeing like, um, you know, girls jumping rope and kids like chanting affirmations over themselves and all sorts of things like that. I think it'll just have that joy vibe in the air. Like you want people to be excited to come to school. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy? What, what a crazy idea. <laughs> it is. Excited it to come sweet. to school. Because <laughs> our youth awesome. today, uh, right. school
4: is yeah. the most hated thing on earth.
3: Mm, especially now I mean during the pandemic like I I really feel for you guys having to having to go through that experience of pandemic schooling (laughs) so yeah
0: yes and we are going to get even more in depth when we come back off of this break we'll see you guys right after The athens clark County S.A.D. chapter is now seeking new members in grades 9 through 12. S.A.D. members serve as a statewide action team to address youth drug abuse. S.A.D. is rewarding and lots of fun, but don't take my word for it. Hear it from our members. Hey, y'all. My name is Tamara Johnson, and I served as a member of the Athens-Clarke County Students Against Destructive Decisions for four years while attending Cedar Shoals High School. My first two years, I was a representative, and then my senior year, I finally got to come the president. I got the chance to meet legislators, met the governor, and give them ideas of what new laws to write, on top of providing information to the student body on why you shouldn't do drugs and alcohol. If you join this program, you won't regret it the athens clark county sad chapter visit our contact us tab at www.drugfreeathens.org
5: hello everyone this is Reverend Isaiah Ellison, pastor of Summer Hill Baptist Church. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, come unto me, all who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you're looking for a church home where you can study God's word and use your talents and gifts to serve God, then come worship with us at Summer Hill Baptist Church, located at 4841 Jefferson River Road. Help Services are every Sunday at 11 a.m. Be blessed.
1: Are your tax
4: problems giving you the blues? Do you feel like the walls are closing in? We'll give Elite Tax and Bookkeeping Services a call, but quality is our top priority. Call now to set up an appointment with me, Lakeisha Owens, at 770-213-5456. We are mobile and we cover Athens and the surrounding areas. Here at Elite Tax and Bookkeeping, we also specialize in bookkeeping, payroll, and also standing as your representative with the IRS. We look forward to hearing from you. So give us a call, 770 213 5456, or email at elite tax and bookkeeping services at gmail.com. We aim to turn your blues
0: into good news. But you don't know my name.
5: Knowing your press can save your life. Go to KnowYourGirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council.
4: Welcome back to Education Matters. You're still here with Samaya Stone. McKenna Mincy.
2: Destiny Walker.
1: Kalik Smith.
4: And Ms. Laura Smothers of Joy Village School. Before we hop into our segment, we will have our weather report from Kalik and our history fact by McKenna.
1: This will be your weekly review. Starting with today, it's going to be a high 88 degrees with a low of 64 degrees. It's going to be sunny. For Sunday on the 5th, it's going to be a high 90 degrees with a low of 67 degrees. Scattered clouds, some rain chances in the evening. Monday is going to be a high 91 with a low of 67, 19% chance of rain, clearing out later that night. Tuesday is going to be a high 90 degrees with a low of 67 degrees, 24% chance of rain, clearing out. For Wednesday, it's going to be a high of ninety-one with a low of sixty-seven. Rain showers in the morning, clearer later in that evening. Twenty percent chance of rain. For Thursday, it's going to be a high of eighty-nine degrees with a low of sixty-six degrees. Twenty-four percent chance of rain. For Friday on the tenth, it's going to be a high of eighty-seven degrees with a low of sixty-five degrees. Twenty percent chance of rain. And for Saturday, high of eighty-seven with a low of sixty-six. It's going to be twenty percent chance of rain. Mostly sunny. That's been your weekly review. I'm Chief meteorologist Smith.
0: All right, and this is your History Fact of the Week, sponsored by Summerhill Baptist Church. This week's History Fact is on Henry Louis Gates, Jr. Henry Louis Gates, Jr. was born on September 16, 1950, in Kaiser, West Virginia. Gates graduated summa cum laude with a degree in history from Yale University in 1973. He later became the first African-American to earn a doctorate at Cambridge University. His work began at Harvard in 1991 after teaching at many other prestigious universities, including Yale, Cornell, and Duke. While at Yale, he won a MacArthur Foundation Genius Grant when he was a 30-year-old junior professor, and he was giving his tenure at Cornell at 33. He has also been awarded five honorary degrees, including one from Dartmouth. He is notable for his narration of the PBS documentaries, Many Rivers to Cross, as well as In the Wonders of Africa, among others. That was your History Fact of the Week, sponsored by Summerhill Baptist Church, located at 4841 Jefferson River Road, where Pastor Isaiah Ellison and the congregation invite you to worship with them every Sunday.
4: Thank you, McKenna. Before we um, took our break off air, we were talking about COVID and the whole pandemic that we have been going through for the past year and some months. Um, My first question is, will you have any um, COVID protocols or regulation in place at your school? Sadly, I
3: think that we will have to. (laughs) (laughs) I just talked to someone today um, who was, she was repeating something that uh, someone who's an epidemiologist had shared with her which is that we're we're kind of going to be in this for the next several years mm-hmm. um, at one level or another, which is sad to think about. But um, wow. the, thing, the <laughs> thing that I think the Joy Village School can do that is special during this time period is to be just a little bit more flexible and innovative um, with our approach To uh, mitigating the risk of COVID, Um, you know, a smaller school allows for smaller class size, Um, and I really plan just for having kids outside a lot anyway, Um, and so that's sort of my (laughs) my main two. I think things that Joy, Joy Village will be able to do really well. Of course, we'll have masks on and, you know, we'll be distancing and we'll we'll try to minimize like our large group activities. But um, I think that I was just having a conversation with um, my friend Jamela Coase on the Joy Village podcast about this, about just how, how we use school buildings and how we uh, sort of like cling to them. And she was saying, you know, it's like they're not, as useful as, as, or as necessary as people make them seem. And I totally agree with that. Like I've done so much education with kids outside day long outdoor activities and that sort of thing. And um, I just find that when kids are outside, it really, um, their behavior is totally different. Like a lot of the behavior issues that you have just by virtue of being in a building disappear when you go outside. Like really nature is like the best teacher and disciplinarian and all of that for kids, so.
0: Um, Even just going back, um, when we started talking about the pandemic, I realized that I didn't ask you a question Mm
6: -hmm.
0: about really what that planning process was like trying to take this from an idea to a school that is going to be starting in the fall. And so I'm asking you, one, what was the planning process for that? Like, what did you have to go through in that? And two, how was that affected by the pandemic?
3: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I was such a Jonah in this (laughs) in this ideation process. Like, I really didn't want to do this. (laughs) at the beginning (laughs) because i've been an entrepreneur um before and it's not easy um there's not a lot of security in it there's not a lot of big paychecks in it and uh, but i had gotten to the point where you know just sort of scanning the horizon of athens my beloved city and not seeing the work that i wanted to do here i kind of just got to a point where it's like well if I, if I want to be able to bring my best gifts to the city, I think I'm going to have to start my own thing. So I wrestled with God for a while about that. And then then the idea just started to flow out. So I was awake in the night for several weeks, just typing out this dream for a school where black children can be, be free and be themselves. And um, yeah, two weeks later, there was the idea for the Joy Village School on paper. <laughs>
0: awesome. Wow. Okay, since we're still... T- we cannot. <laughs> and this was, and how is this affected by the pandemic? Oh yeah, yeah, sure yeah. To part two. I yes. mean, <laughs>
3: yeah. So that part of it is still, um, I'm, I'm just starting to grapple with it. Cause you know, like this Delta spike just hit us like weeks ago where we are all going like, okay, this ain't over. <laughs> so um, yeah. And the initial, like the idea for this started, to come to me early on in this year. And just now I'm, I'm starting to think through, okay, like this is, we're still going to be in this thing come next fall. So I, I better have my stuff together on that front. <laughs> Can't imagine that that is difficult.
0: Yeah. Schools, major schools are still struggling with this. So I can yeah. only imagine how it is just yeah. trying
3: to. But I will say this, you know, Right now, I feel like we're being presented with these two, these two options, like either we have the schools totally open and no masks and do like everything like we used to, or we should just close them, like just close and like everybody virtual. And I don't like that dichotomy. I think there's so much room for creativity in the middle where we're innovating <laughs> on this this model that people seem to want to cling to of having kids in rows and desks and small rooms, and like there's there's so many more options in between those two that I think um, we could be capitalizing on in this season.
0: So you see this as more of an opportunity to um really, like you said, be an innovator in what makes a school
3: a school. A- absolutely. Because we have to, because, because the mental health of the children relies on these spaces functioning, the mental health of the parents, hello, uh, relies (laughs) on these spaces being open. And then we're talking about Black folks who, (laughs) like, we already have enough trauma that we're working through aside from having to, like, go be in a school where, like, you can't touch each other, like be normal or like, or or having to be at home and then like figuring out how to do it just at home, just me and my kid, like working through the work together and seeing somebody on a screen. Like, it's just too much. Like we can do better. We can, we can innovate better than that and figure out how to keep, how to keep these spaces open and functioning.
4: Do you think the virtual, like if you were to have to move virtual, do you think the virtual setting would be similar to what the in-person setting would be like, or would it be more freedom on virtual as well?
3: Oh goodness. Mm I don't, I don't foresee doing the virtual thing at Joy Village. Um, First of all, it takes like a certain amount of infrastructure and like supplies and stuff like that. Um, But I just think by virtue of being a small private school, we'll be able to be more flexible with how we, how we congregate and where we congregate
1: all right, so I would like to ask something
5: mm-hmm.
1: um when you do eventually get your school started back up, how would you um like to see yourself prevented presented not prevented presented uh-huh. to the surrounding schools, both public and private what um what are you trying to look for as far as um, maybe a reactionary and, and positive outcome from. Oh,
3: sure. Students. So, the best outcome for me is for us to be a, a solid, sustainable um, private institution, not unlike. You know, your, your St. Joseph's and your Athens Christians and your, your uh, maybe not Athens Academy, Lord, that's like a small college. But, Ooh. um <laughs> you know, like I, I want it to be because I've, I've been in the realm of like the tiny schools and there are a lot of really dope, um, like basically micro schools here in Athens that are doing some cool things. I've done that. I want to I want to have a bigger impact this time. And I really want it to feel for the Black community, I want it to feel like this is our space, right? So I'm the one here on the radio talking about this, but this is not going to be Laura's space. Like I want this to be our community space. I want all the elders in the space. I want all the business people in the space. I want all the UGA folks coming in the space. Like I I want there to be a sense of community ownership over it.
0: And with that, Ownership. I know that you did mention bringing in community leaders to actually work with the kids. Does that include opportunities for them to work in those electives that you mentioned earlier?
3: absolutely like i i want to see you know league of step coming in i want to do some chess and community i want to do some drum circles with arvin scott mm-hmm. like i want i want y'all to come in and teach the kids how to do a broadcast like i just want them to have exposure 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 to all sorts of different things right cuz isn't that what education is about like you're supposed to figure out what do I like? What do I not like? What am I good at? And for so many of us, we we don't have that experience. Like for me, I was just a grade junkie. I was like, I'm here for to get the 100. That's why I'm here. And <laughs> if you don't give me the 100, you'll hear about it from me. And my goal is like, I'm just supposed to get these numbers so I can get to this impressive college. And that's sort of that was sort of my only angle on school. And then I I got to the impressive college. I went to Emory university. I studied neuroscience, fancy, fancy. I got done with that. And then I was like, well, um, so now, now what do, what do I do now? (laughs) I don't really know what I'm good at other than school. Right. So, um, I really, I really long, like in retrospect, I wish I had had more opportunities to do things like what y'all are doing, to learn a trade and to like try different skills with my hands. Um, So I would love to have that aspect infused in that vocational side. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And we are going to take a
0: quick commercial break and we will be right back with you.
5: I am Nona Thomas, and I have the privilege of serving as the superintendent of the Clark County School District. I am a proud graduate of our school system and the University of Georgia. I have focused my entire career on educating and supporting students and families. My job is to ensure that our graduates are in a position to succeed, that they are ready to lead, to become agents of change, and to positively impact our communities. In order for this to happen, Clark County School District must be a high-performing district that opens the doors of opportunity for every child. We must work outside of conventional boundaries and have the courage to apply unconventional practices that challenge the status quo. The Clark County School District commits to being the very best for every one of our students. They deserve nothing less. We can and we will be better together.
6: drinkers I need your help I'm just a young kid trying to grow up to be the best I can be and you can help me reach that goal by purchasing a bag of create coffee from Education Matters. Create coffee is a special blend of coffee made by Jittery Joes that Education Matters sells to raise funds for our youth serving program. The proceeds help me learn the value of being educated, how to be a good employee, and build my self-confidence. Those life skills will go a long way in helping this little boy become a good man. A 12-ounce bag only costs $10.25. I think that's a small price to pay to help a child become all they can be. To order, call 706-850-2626 or email educationmatters1470 at gmail.com. Or to create copies from Education Matters today to support our nonprofit organization and help save a little boy like me.
2: Since she was two years old, Clark Central student Tiffany Richardson has wanted to become a medical professional. The University of Georgia's Georgia Possible program is giving her tools and mentorship to turn her life dream into a career. She has received training and resources to help prepare her life after high school. Georgia Possible is just one of over 50 academic and service partnerships that exist between the University of Georgia and Clark County School District. The university is committed to the success of every child in Athens
6: I'm E, Elijah Echoes. I'm K, Kaden Montero. Listen to EK Sports Chat, a conversation on sports from a youth point of view. Tune in on Wednesdays at 10:30 a.m. and 7:30 p.m. on Me You Radio Athens.
0: One day, I'll teach
7: chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities, a world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference.
5: My goal is to help the environment.
7: Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything so we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of The American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov.
0: Welcome back to Education Matters. You are still here with McKenna Mincy. Samaya Stone. Khalid Smith. Destiny Walker. And we are still here with Miss Laura Smothers, just talking about a variety, variety of different things involving the Joy Village School. But before we get back into that conversation, we are going to have our To Your Health segment by Samaya. Thank you. Sugary
4: drinks like sodas, fruit juices, and sweetened teas are the primary source of added sugar in the American diet. Unfortunately, findings from several studies point to sugar-sweetened beverages increasing risks of heart disease and type 2 diabetes, even in people who are not carrying excess body fat. Sugar-sweetened beverages are also uniquely harmful for children as they could contribute not only to obesity in children, but also to conditions that usually do not develop until adulthood, like type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Healthier alternatives include water, unsweetened teas, sparkling water, and coffee. That has been your two-year health sponsor by
0: Drug Free Athens. Awesome, awesome. And now just um, getting back into this final segment, over the break, you mentioned that there is actually going to be a camp um, this fall break. So can we just get into that?
3: Yes. Okay. So I've been doing lots of smaller programs kind of leading up to the opening of the school, just to give people a taste of what the school will be like. So one of those is coming up during fall break, October 7th and 8th. Um, It's going to be the first ever Joy Village Camp. And it's going to be hosted at the East Athens Community Hall, which is one of the rooms in the Miriam Moore Center. Um, It's open to kids, grades K through 8th. It's going to be from 9am to 3 and we're going to be learning the black history of the east side so we're going to have a few different community elders there um, there's going to be games hands-on activities out, outdoor play uh, come with your mask on and the cost is 50 dollars a day so you can come for you can send your child for one day or for both days and the information about that is at joyvillageschool.com camp
0: all oh, right. Um, who are you going to have facilitating this? Is this going to be um, a camp that has
3: counselors? Oh yeah, counselor training. Yeah, I was thinking like that. that you could come, McKenna. Um, oh, we any- oh <laughs> oh <laughs> no, who, anyone who who loves kids and uh, who wants to come make a little bit of money. You know, there's a, you, there's a page on the website. Um, it's joyvillageschool.com/slash/teach, where you can apply to be a counselor. And I, yeah, I would love to have you. And
0: what are the counselor requirements for anybody who may be listening? Right. If you want to become a counselor.
3: That's a great question. I feel like I'm about to make it up on the spot because I hadn't really thought through like, like an age requirement. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love, I love empowering kids your age to like have real leadership opportunities. So I, I don't know that I want to put too much of like a a, a limit on it, just. If you're if you feel like oh she's talking to me, just go apply and then we can have chats.
0: Well, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm.
3: You, she's want to you. <laughs> <laughs> you want a job?
4: You want a job for a little extra cash on the side? There you go. Come to us. No we upper
3: age limit either. So if you're mm-hmm. 75 and you got some free time, then come on.
1: Have some fun. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. that's right. And can you just give the dates for this camp? That's right, October 7th and 8th. That- so. That is Clark County, County School, School District's fall break. break. Fall break. So parents, you know you don't want them kids running around your house Send on them those, to the camp. camp. You know you don't. Let me help you.
4: Send them to the camp. Send let, them to Joy Village. Let so. them get tired out. Have some time of
0: their life. That's it. <laughs> Relieve. Give you some stress-free
4: days. learn a little
3: have something. have
1: many positive things to talk about.
3: That's yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right.
0: And is this event part of what you are going to use? I know that that may not be a word, but we can take the negative connotation on it if you want. <laughs> but, um, is this something that you are going to use to also garner that support? Do you think that um, more support will come out of the success of this camp?
3: Oh, absolutely. I, I know that, you know, I'm not from Athens. So a lot of people um, are just getting to know me for the first time. So I realized that in order for folks to feel like the Joy Village School is a place they can trust, to send their kids, they're gonna to wanna to see me in action. So I, I kinda of look at this stuff as like my audition. Like, let me show you what I can do for you and your kids. So yeah, if you wanna see that in person, then, then come on. I plan to have uh, camps during every break actually. There's gonna be fall break, Thanksgiving, winter break and spring break. So there'll be lots of opportunities to get involved.
0: And this is just jumping far ahead. I know we're starting with this fall, you're going school is going to be officially started for joy village school next fall but where do you see yourself in the future with joy village school oh my goodness
3: what is your vision okay so really my big vision is ownership and i know you have the same vision for this program too but i really want to own property um that to me is essential to to um to making this the kind of base of liberation that I want it to be. I want it to be a place where black folks don't have to ask for permission to do what we know works for our kids. So um, yeah, eventually I wanna own land and I wanna build out like a gorgeous building somewhere in some beautiful nature spot, uh, natural spot here in Athens. And yeah, just really like make it our village. I also have this dope idea uh, for eventually when we have multiple buildings to name the buildings after um, some of the black neighborhoods of old, like Lennon Town, like the waterfront, like the bottom, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. so that history can be really, really present to the kids. I love that.
1: That's love awesome. that. The immersion. <laughs>
2: now for the last question. Why does education matter?
3: Oh, man. Education matters to me because it really gives you the opportunity to form what you think about yourself. Like what you're told, the information that you're given and how it's given to you when you're really young really can impact like who you think you are. If you think you're you're worthy of love, <laughs> frankly. And so that is that is what I'm trying to, to offer through the Joy Village School is an experience for Black youth where they're able to see that their identity matters, is valued, and that they are worthy Thank you for
4: listening to Education and, and Matters, sponsored by the Clark County School District, Better Together, and MeU Radio Athens. That's MeURadioAthens.com. If you missed any part of the show or would like to hear it again, catch us on Mondays at 5.30 and Thursdays at 10 a.m. Education Matters is a production of the High School Completion Initiative, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Have
1: an excellent week.